Welcome to your Teenage Daydream. We're back again with episode 40 this time, which is actually episode 12 of season 2 of The O.C. We're still in California. This one is called The Lonely Hearts Club. (sighs) (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yep. Which, like, again, with the title. I know. When I get, because, like, it's, it's also, like, the Valentine's Day episode, which, like, normally is a big deal. Yes. Which, at first, I didn't realize, because it starts as almost, almost all episodes in, in the Cohen kitchen. kitchen. And there's just, yeah. like, roses everywhere. Everywhere. And at first, I was like, oh, man, like, Sandy's already trying to, like, apologize to Kirsten. Right. But it's, he's not. No. Because he doesn't know yet. Nope. <laughs> it's just Ryan and Seth and Sandy talking about how it's like the day before Valentine's Day and Sandy's trying to start early. Right. With and... apparently 500 dozen red roses. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, and like Seth and Ryan are talking and he's just like, yo, like summer's back like the universe has Mm -hmm. plans like things are happening you know now we're supposed to be going to san diego with zach but it's like the one year anniversary of like the first time we slept together yep which i don't think i realized was valentine's day last time i also didn't realize that but i mean i guess obviously it was because like that's the whole big deal and then (laughs) ryan looks very skeptical about this whole thing it's really (laughs) hilarious well like we were talking last time about how marissa and summer were talking about how like how you know like it was a big nose graze like they were really close together and then so like seth is bringing that up to like ryan and just like no like with almost kiss like they were nose grazes and ryan is flat out just like you need to keep it in your pants right like he straight (laughs) up says that It's really funny. Like, no matter what happens in San Diego, like, no. Yep. And then Ryan kind of says, like, how he and Lindsay are kind of taking a break. Mm-hmm. And Sandy's getting excited. She, he's like, oh, my God. Like, Kirsten's probably getting ready for her, like, Cupid routine. He's so excited. And then Kirsten comes into the kitchen. Yep. And he's, like, hands her the bouquet. She <laughs> One takes of the bouquets. And jams it down the garbage disposal <laughs> and then it walks out yeah and you're like okay yeah sandy's like all right then <laughs> so, no, yeah seth is like so i'm not the only one who's at odds with the universe yep <laughs> oh and that's where then like the episode branches from there and it's just mm-hmm. like oh i do love how like that's almost a very consistent thing with all episodes it's like it starts with the Coens in the kitchen and like yeah it very it very often it it's there. either it's either the kitchen or like the pool house mm-hmm. it's very rare that we start somewhere else yeah yeah <laughs> oh. so we're gonna talk a little marissa marissa's kind of main storyline mm-hmm. uh julie despite caleb's heart attack at this point like julie's still in europe (laughs) yeah but she does like randomly come home so like caleb is back at the mansion and like Mm -hmm. Lindsay's kind of keeping an eye on him 
which we'll talk about. It's so funny because when Julie walks in the door and it's like, <laughs> hello, like I'm home. At first I was like, does she not know he had a heart attack? Like, Me too, yeah. I'm so confused about this. But then she sees him out back mm-hmm. and asks, how's the ticker? And I was like, oh no, okay, she does know. She's just being very Julie Cooper yeah. about the whole thing. Well, also it's funny because she was like, hello, like anyone, like who did you, like, Wait. aside from like, okay, yes, Caleb and Mercer are there, but like, do they have but help? Like, like, what, like, what was she expecting? Right. Like, are you expecting <laughs> your husband who recently had a heart attack to be coming running to the door? Or are you expecting your daughter who hates you to come running to the door? Yeah, like, who and, like, neither of them you told that you were coming home kind of a thing. Like... Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Julie. But of course, Julie's just like, oh, Lindsay's here. Mm, and, like, yeah. not really having it. Uh, but she goes and, like, wakes Mercer up because it's, like, one in the afternoon. <laughs> she's still sleeping which is just like such a teenager thing to do i feel like yeah definitely and like just you know like she's ripping open the windows and like she gives her this like chanel paris yeah i got you a chanel clutch all the girls have them yeah everyone in paris is wearing them and marissa's just like cool whatever don't care yeah and (laughs) oh and then julie's talking about how you know she was doing a lot of a lot of soul searching and (laughs) Marissa says that she hopes she didn't hurt herself. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good though because it like not only is that just hilarious yeah. to say to her, but also it's like she's lying in bed and Julie's talking at her and she grabs a pillow and like puts it over her face <laughs> so she doesn't have to listen to her. And that's what she says, I hope you didn't hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course Julie just like gets mad and she's like, No, like we're starting over. We're gonna be friends, like we're going for dinner. And it's just like... Marissa's ugh. like, no. And Julie's like, well, what if I took away your Blackberry? And your cell phone? And I was like, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> this is not the same device? <laughs> well, and like... I understand that they're like rich kids. But still, but like, why would Blackberry you have... what is Blackberry for? Why would you... Because like, okay, and even back then, like, BBM, like, big deal. Like, that was a thing. Yes. But if you have that, like, why would you still need the cell phone? Right. Don't was understand. it not the same thing? I, w- I, I was so know. confused by that. I was like, why do you have both of these? Is your Blackberry not also your cell phone? Well, Wasn't especially because phone? we've never seen a Blackberry before. We always see the, see the little flip phone. Perhaps this was <laughs> um, an instance of product placement. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Man, remember though when Blackberry was the thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The OG smartphone. Yeah. I started working at Apple and then I got a Blackberry. <laughs> and then when, oh, after I my Blackberry, I lost a... my Blackberry at um, at Fan Expo. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Left it in a bathroom. Never got it back. Oh. Man. Yeah. It was so nice too. It was like a nice like lavender color. Oh my god! I think I had the same one. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, R.I.P. my Blackberry, or Blackberry in general, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so Marissa accepts the blackmail to get her phone back so that she'll, like, go for dinner with her. I mean, fair. I would also accept blackmail to get my phone back. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Marissa then goes to the bait shop, and she's talking with Alex, and just about how, like, ugh, like my mom, blah, blah, blah. And Alex gives her some pretty good advice. Mm. 
she does. She's basically like, my mom is also awful. Yeah. And this is basically how I deal with her, which is what is, what is the phrase she uses exactly? Something uh-huh. like, that's an interesting idea, mom. I'll give it some thought. Yes, yeah. Because, yeah, she's just like, people like that thrive on conflict and confrontation. So if you don't True. give them that, it'll drive them crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Marissa does ask Alex to dinner. Yeah. But Alex says, like, not tomorrow because like that's valentine's day no first dates on valentine's day but like definitely next week yeah so at that point you know we've established more of the like okay they're gonna go on a date it's gonna be a thing we (laughs) oh the next time we see marissa she is at dinner with julie (laughs) and julie is in prime oh man julie cooper nickel wow oh all she's talking about is basically how they just need to play their cards right for a couple yep. more months, be the happy mm-hmm. family, do their thing, so that then they can get Caleb's inheritance. Yep. And even just the fact that Julie's like, don't you want to get your inheritance? Would Marissa even get any? I honestly, I don't know. Like, I feel like she is not a part of that at all. <laughs> Because, like, yeah. Caleb, Well, because, you know... I mean, I th- which I think maybe is why Julie after is, like, you should, like, spend some more time with your stepfather, basically, like, to try and, like, mm-hmm. build a relationship with him in which she might receive some inheritance money. Yeah. Because that's even, like, there's no way that Julie didn't have to sign a prenup. Like... Right? If he Caleb... can't be that stupid. If Caleb is one thing, it's that he cares about his own money. Right? Like, he'll let, you know, he give her that house and all that kind of stuff. But like, he's not giving her his money. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, it's just Julie. So that's when Marissa uses Alex's yeah. <laughs> tactic for dealing with her mother. And Julie's so, like, oh. caught off guard by it. It's so funny. <sighs> Love it. It was so good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> uh, Marissa goes back to the bait shop after and just kind of talking about, like, the dinner with Julie. And Alex starts talking about how you can, like, see the tides change and, like, mm-hmm. how she has this ritual where she watches it happen, I guess, when she knows, like, big things are going to, like, happen in her life. Yeah. Can you see the tides change? Okay, what, this what, was also what does my the question. tides changing mean? So the tides go in and out. Uh-huh. So the tide changes just when it stops going in and it starts going back out or vice versa. So like you you can you definitely I feel like it's like know a like at a, what like time a... the tide is going in and the tide is going out. Mhm. But I don't know that visually right cuz I feel like unless it's kind you of be know like it really well. A gradual thing on both sides, right? It's not like it's just going to be like I'm going in, bam, going like I don't know. No. Well, and especially, too, because, like, where they are on that beach, mm-hmm. I don't think the tide is that big. Yeah, because, like, they're at the pier, and you can see, like, the the structure, like, for, like, the little mm-hmm. bit of the pier that, like, juts out and stuff like that, and it just seems, like, weird. But that know. was also my question. I was like, can you see that happen, though? I have, <laughs> I have questions about the tides. This is how you can tell we, I am from 
the center of the continent. Okay, here's the thing, though, is I have spent, like, actually a fair amount of time mm-hmm. by oceans mm-hmm. and, like, actually tracking tidal changes as far as trying to go to a beach. and Because there are places in the East Coast in, like, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia where mm-hmm. the tide is huge. Like, you can walk out for a fair distance because the water goes out so far. Mm-hmm. But I also am not confident that I would be able to see the moment the tide changes. Like, you can definitely tell when it starts coming back in. Yeah. And if you're looking at the waves, you can kind of tell which one it's doing. Okay. But I am not confident that I'd be able to sit there and look at the waves and, like, be like, oh, the tide's changing right now. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Either way, they end up on the beach... Alex's magical title knowledge <laughs> comes to fruition. She's like, can you see that? Like, the tie's just changed. And then they kiss. Yeah, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Cute, of course. And that is kind of like the surprise ending. I feel yeah. like the last few episodes, the ending has always been like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, this one you could see coming for the last, like, three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> No one was surprised by this. Uh, and while all of this is going on, mm-hmm. Ryan and Lindsay. Ugh. Yeah, they're just trying to like sort out something, you yeah. know? Cause, so basically after that whole conversation with Seth and Sandy about Valentine's Day mm-hmm. in the kitchen in the morning, because both of them were like, no, you can't be on a break with this girl right before valentine's day like that's terrible what are you doing bad planning bad form yeah so ryan shows up at Lindsay with presumably a rose that he stole from one of these many bouquets yeah (laughs) and says happy day before valentine's day yeah and Lindsay's like uh i thought we were on a break though and he's like well but tomorrow's valentine's day and then she's like, that's really cute. You don't want to be alone on Valentine's Day. I know. Like, it was so cute that she thought that he was cute. <laughs> it, the whole interaction was just adorable. I was like, oh my goodness, you two are too much for me. Yeah. And of course, the only thing she actually wants for Valentine's Day is for Ryan to apologize, apologize to Caleb. Yeah. So Ryan's like, all right, I guess. <laughs> I guess we could try this. Yep. Try one more time. Name <laughs> a Valentine's Day. Um, so as they're bringing Caleb home from the hospital, yeah, right. Caleb's in a, in a wheelchair and we're really unhappy about it. <laughs> but I guess they make you leave in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, which is when we find out Julie's still in Europe mm-hmm. and Lindsay comes and has brought him like a little care package basically. Yeah. That includes Mad Libs, <laughs> which I just... The idea of Caleb Nickel playing Mad Libs is extremely funny to me. <laughs> well, and because they kind of talk about it as if it's like a multi-person game. Which, I mean, like, I guess you can play with as many people as you want. You just don't throw out yeah. <laughs> words. Uh, but yeah, so of course they realize that, like, he's going to be alone in the house. Mm-hmm. So, like, Lindsay's like, no, like, I can hang out with you, this and that, and then... She's like, just something about, like, Ryan coming over. Like, Ryan maybe was going to stop by. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb's like, 
what is it with my daughters and that kid? Yeah. And Kirsten, <laughs> Kirsten's there too. And she just like sends Lindsay to go check to see if the chauffeur is there or something, oh which God. is hilarious. I'm like, oh, you just have a hired car. Of course yeah, you do. Yep. You're rich people. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that she can talk to Caleb and be like, listen, mm-hmm. can you just try? Yeah. Please. So then as they're getting in the car, he's like, why don't we invite uh, Ryan over to play Mad Libs? Which is when he asked that question about if it was a multiplayer game. Yeah. You're like, Dude, you have no idea what this is, do you? <laughs> well, even Lindsay is like, yeah, you can play it with several people. Like, <laughs> do you know what this is? <sighs> <laughs> so they end up at the house and mm-hmm. Ryan comes over. Mm-hmm. And... Of course, they're, like, immediately sparring. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Caleb is still the worst. Yeah. He can have a heart attack and try and make good with his daughters, but he's not going to make good with Ryan because he's still the worst. Yep. Uh, so it turns into <laughs> them, like, playing pool. Basically. Yeah, really funny. For Lindsay, sort of? Yeah, well, because, like, the, he tries to apologize. Caleb's terrible. And then yeah. Ryan's like, this is a waste of time. And so he goes to leave and Lindsay's like, oh, how'd it go? And he's like, yeah, well, there's only next Valentine's Day. But then he comes back. Yeah. And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to play for this. Well, it's also annoying because Caleb's talking about how, like, oh, like, you never thank me for, like, the roof that's over your head and, like, your education and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're not providing Wait, those what? things. No. Like, despite the fact that, yes, Kirsten works at the Newport Group and, like, he probably pays it's her still well. still her money. That's just it. Yeah, like, it's her job. Like, had she worked somewhere else, the, right. the money would be the same. Like, I know. I found that just, like, too much. Because I was just like, dude, you're not paying for this kid at all. Also, how are you so upset about Ryan living at the Coens and being part of their family now and not about the fact that Julie Cooper was clearly after your money? Right? Ugh. Confused. Yeah. But whatever. so yeah I think Brian basically says something like if if you win I'll you won't have to like interact with me anymore like I'll leave you alone yeah but if I win then you have to accept me as Lindsay's boyfriend yeah yeah so Uh, so it turns into them like playing a whole thing and of course Caleb's trying to like throw Ryan off the game because like oh and like you're a hothead like I'm gonna he's like just like purposely bothering Meeting, him like basically yeah yeah ryan however does end up winning yes even though he when when caleb's baiting him he sinks the white ball yeah and you're like oh man but then caleb misses his next shot yeah and then ryan makes the next shot and then calls the last shot sinks the eight ball yeah. and you're like ha but then of course caleb's like oh we can't solve problems this way I'm like you're such a sore loser man yeah but so then it's like, okay, yay, like, Ryan and Lindsay are going to go on a date for Valentine's Day. And Caleb's like, I'll even, like, pay for it. Like, here, like, mm-hmm. you guys can go. But Ryan, because Ryan is a good person, is like, best. no, it's okay. Like, you guys hang out. I'll go. Yeah. We'll, we'll have dinner tomorrow night. Yep. <laughs> it's funny, though, because he, he says, you rent a movie. Maybe a hair color of money is good. Oh yeah, they were like... Caleb had made a comment earlier about like, what is this color money? <laughs> uh, yep, because Ryan's the better person. Yeah. Which so then Ryan goes off on his way and 
we'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay. Because he meets up with Seth after Seth's whole. Oh yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. So this man. Oh boy. Right. Oh, oh boy. Seth is at Summers. They're getting ready. Like Zach's gonna pick them up to go to San Diego. Yeah. And they're talking about how like this is weird. Like. Is this not weird? This is weird, right? This is weird. Well, because, like, he comes by and he's like, I wanted to talk to you. Or did you want to talk to me? Like, (laughs) she's like, what? And he's like, I actually, I just wanted to make sure you were dressing warmly. (laughs) Which also, this is hilarious to me because this whole entire time, I think part of the reason I didn't immediately grasp that it was Valentine's Day is because they're in California. And so winter doesn't look like winter. Yeah, you can just never (laughs) So they're like wearing light jackets and it's February and I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> California's a weird place. Yes, yes. Even like here in Toronto where we don't it's not as like super no. seasonal as other places. We still at least know like Valentine's, well, usually Valentine's Day snow means on the ground. snow and cold. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, so they are talking about like how maybe it's going to be weird, but the summer's like, no, it's fine. She's like, I just want us to kick ass because I care about this comic book. And Seth's yeah. like, what? <laughs> uh, but then they're off. Yeah, Zach, Zach, comes. Zach shows up. He brought snacks. Summer asks <laughs> if he map quested yeah. <laughs> the route. And I was just like, Oh right, two thousand five. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. That was a thing that I did when I drove to PEI with my friend. Yeah. We printed out yeah. the map quest maps. Yep. Did the same when we drove to Disney mm-hmm. World. Yep. I mean, we also had like a traditional road map as well. Yeah. One of those folding ones that yeah. you can never fold back up. Nope. But we definitely did not have GPS. So. <laughs> It turns out, though, it's actually really hard to get lost because there's one highway that goes all the way east. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the number one, right? It is the one, yeah. Okay, I was like, oh my god, is it like some other highway that's not the number one? Which would be so weird. <laughs> well, I mean, the only, the only difficult part then is, like, I guess getting onto that highway, right? Yeah. Like, you have to go from, like, through Ottawa and Montreal, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that is it. <laughs> it runs across the entire country, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the Trans-Canada Highway, if anyone's interested in Canadian geography. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, we cut to them driving. (laughs) There's this massive... I have so many questions about this. (laughs) There's a massive, like, you know those cutouts? Yeah. Life-size cutouts (laughs) that stand up. There's one of Summer's character, like, strapped to the roof of the car. (laughs) So my my several questions are, yes. when did they get this made? Correct. How much did it cost them? Yes. <laughs> Which, I mean, I realize they all have a lot of money, so this was probably not a problem. But also, like, what is it made of? It looks very sturdy. Yes, super sturdy. It is not cardboard. It is, like, right? plywood or something. But also, if so much of the main storyline around this is about Seth having to draw Summer. Right. As in, like, her character isn't done yet. Why is hers the one that is the right. cutout? Also, do they need this cutout for a meeting? I mean, like, it is, is a it pitch that you want to have, like... I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's just super funny. 
But yeah, like for a pitch, you'd want to have panels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just it. Like he has no like. There's no like, you know, the first three pages or anything like that. Like right. it's just there's no like mock up of even like the beginning of story. No. <laughs> but somehow they have a life size yeah. plywood cutout of Summer's character. <laughs> anyway. Yep. They're in the car. They're chatting. Oh. Summer makes comment about the music and Seth's like, oh, careful, she'll drive you off the road. <laughs> so they start talking about the time they drove to TJ and oh. the bad hotel they had to stay in. <laughs> and like, it fighting turned... over the bed. Oh my god, yeah, because it was clearly like they were fighting over the bed and then Zach's all like, oh, like, who won? As in who got the bed? <laughs> Meanwhile, we know that they shared and it was just like, oh. I don't, You're like, oh, I, don't, I don't maybe I, I don't know I don't know how that played out actually <laughs> like guys you weren't even so together then chill awkward. yeah <laughs> so cut to this meeting room in San Diego oh yeah they're in like the the lobby of the yeah they're they're of the yeah where they're having their meeting yeah. and Summer goes to like fix her teeth or something because mm-hmm. they're placky or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what? No one's looking that closely at your teeth. No. It's a business meeting. <laughs> You're not feeling like, your teeth for fun. Right? You're like, we're not buying a horse here. <laughs> anyway. So then, you know, Zach and Seth are chatting. Yes. And uh, Zach ends up casually mentioning that. He and Summer are going to oh, be backpacking yeah. through Europe because his sister is getting married in Italy. And Seth's like, uh, what? <laughs> yep. What now? Mm-hmm. But then the, I guess the front desk lady comes out and interrupts them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, we're going to have to delay this meeting because the meeting guy, whose name I think is Larry Bernstein, got stuck in Japan. Yeah. Or delayed. So yeah. we're going to have to move it to tomorrow morning. But we got you a hotel. Right. Don't worry. Yeah. Which, like, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. Right. For a group of teenagers. Uh-huh. Despite being wealthy meeting. or not, for a pitch meeting, ain't nobody paying for that. It's like, you have to come back tomorrow. Bye. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had questions about that also. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, sure. Yep. Um, I guess, like, it's somebody Zach's family knows, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, someone who knows someone. Somehow, like, so whatever, maybe so. just because of that, they I mean, did it's, that. it's semi-plausible, but, like, yeah. not super plausible. Yeah. Either way, Seth is still very hung up on the whole backpacking through Europe thing. Yeah. Uh, so they end up going into this, like, super fancy hotel room. It's real nice looking. In that sort of, like, kind of old... Person. Yeah, yeah, like you know, not in modern, like, a, like a rich person, not even like a. I feel like they didn't start to update hotels until like ten years ago. Agreed. I was literally just about to say two thousand ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. so it doesn't have that very like new, sleek, modern hotel look. It just looks like a like kind of not even the Fairmont, but kind of. Yeah, like because they've been renovating like the Fairmonts, but like the and Fairmont like was like extra pillows and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And Seth is like, ooh, now, like, we're all gonna have to fight over who gets the bed. But, of course, they're just yeah. like, uh, there's an adjoining room for you. Yeah, like, we're sleeping place. here. <laughs> you have your own room. And Seth's like, oh, so you're gonna be sleeping in here together in yeah. this soundproof wall. And you're like, oh, my God, Seth, stop. <laughs> and, like, they end up, like, watching a movie in the oh evening. God. And, like, Seth is sitting in the middle of them and, like... <laughs> this I found funny because it's kind of a mirror of when they were in Palm Springs. Yes. When Seth and Anna were trying to watch a movie and Summer just like sat right in between them on yeah. the bed and was like, so it's basically that entire situation except this time it's Seth in between Zach and Summer. 100%. I kind of forgot yeah. about that now that you're saying that. I'm like, oh my God, that's yeah. the OC only deals with parallels and that was yeah. exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. So he's like, yeah, maybe we should watch another movie. And they're like, no, man, we're tired. We're going to bed. Like, yeah. Seth actually, or Summer has to, like, drag him from the bed. She, like, grabs his arm and, like, sends yeah. him to his room. Oh, and even then he's like, maybe we should invent a secret knock in case yes. something, like, goes wrong. And like, good night, <laughs> Cohen. Go to bed. Yep. We're out. Oh, oh, boy. The next morning, Seth is like, he looks rough. Rough. Clearly he has not slept. He says he had 15 minutes, but that's all you need. He's drinking coffee. He's, like, tapping things. He's, like, he's just, like, like he's, he's, like, losing saying that it. part in, like, a weird sing-songy voice, too. Yeah. And you're, like, whoa. <laughs> and he's got this coffee, and he's, like, it doesn't seem like there's three shots of espresso in this. Yeah. And you're, like, does it, though? <laughs> I think it does. Oh, boy. So funny. But and they then... go to the presentation. Yeah. And... He is just it's the guy from Bones. I know it's T.J. Thine. Yeah, I know it's Hodges. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so good. You're looking super young and like a baby. Totally. Because yeah, this would have been before, like just just before Bones. Yeah. Because this would have been like early 2005, and then I think Bones started mm-hmm. late 2005. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, he looks like a baby. Yeah. I have things to say about him later. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, so they had like they start doing their presentation, and Seth is just like taking over. He's loud. He's annoying. And he's his like... hair. I hadn't noticed his hair immediately when they were in the the lobby <laughs> waiting. But once they get into the like boardroom, yeah, you're like, whoa, whoa. And he just like his eyes are black oh, and like, <laughs> yeah, and he's just rambling. Yeah, and it turns into, like, sort of a conversation about, like, because, like, you know, the guy's like, you know, like, there needs to be a little bit more. And he starts talking about the characters and, like, passion. And Seth turns it into this whole, like, thing about... Love story between the Ironist and Little Miss Vixen. Which is Seth and Summer. Seth and Summer. (laughs) And Zach and Summer are sitting there, like, so embarrassed. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. It's so awful. Well, and it's just, like... You can just tell, like, everyone's disappointed. Like, it was just... And then, of course, this executive is like, you know, you guys kind of have something there. Like, you're getting there. But mm-hmm. this clearly, like, you guys are not ready to be partners. Yeah. He's like, work this out. Come back when you're out of high school. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. So awkward. Yeah. Man. Yep. And they... They go back to the hotel. Yeah. And Seth's just, like, in his room. Mm-hmm. Summer comes in. And she's like, so, uh, <laughs> what was that about? 
<laughs> what's that about there? Seth's like, oh, nothing. I'm just going to, you know, lay off the caffeine forever. And Summer's like, all right, well, if you don't want to tell me what's going on there, fine. Yeah. Well, especially because, like, they all clearly know. Or at the very right. least, Zach knows. Oh, of course. Summer might be slightly clueless, but Zach knows. Yeah. Well, it's so obvious. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, Seth's basically like, I'm going to take the bus home. Like, yeah, because they're like, oh, this is awkward now. We have to, like, drive home together. Yeah. He's going to take the bus. So, of course, then, like, Zach's like, well, we can, like, we have the hotel room, so why don't mm-hmm. we stay? It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Even more awkward. And Seth's like, okay. Yeah. And then I have another question about this. Yeah. How is Seth the only person on this bus? That is also my question. Because, <laughs> like, it's not like it's a super, you know, middle of the night bus or anything like that. Although it is magically no. nighttime. But, like, it's a, it's a very least, like, evening. And people ride buses at night. And it's, like, San Diego to Orange County. Like, that's probably a pretty busy route. Right. <laughs> but it's just Seth alone on the Greyhound. Oh, God. <laughs> And then Zach and Summer are uh, kind of getting They're ready getting, for getting a moment cozy there. On the, on the bed, they've just had some room service. Yep. Except he says something, like he needs to tell her something before they do anything. And I'm like, but do we never resolve that? What's happening? Oh, yeah, because like Seth calls and she's like, oh, and like she ignores it's the like call. It's like right when, yeah. But then, yeah, like it's just kind of like a weird. He's like, before we do anything, I have something to tell you. And then her phone rings. And then she looks at it. And he's like, who is it? And she's like, no, and it's fine. And doesn't answer it. And then we get nothing. That's right. I totally. And I was like, but what? What do you have to tell her? Yeah. I'm assuming we're going to find out in the next episode. Hopefully. Because it could literally be so many things. Right. Either way. So, yeah, we don't know what happens there. We do not. But Seth makes it back to Newport. Yeah. He's in the diner. Also alone. Yeah. Which, again, questions. Why is he the only person in this diner? And in my head, like, I feel like people would be at the diner on Valentine's Day. Right. But instead, they're all on the pier. Yeah. Like, is it just a weird time where, like, they've all already eaten shared their nostalgic milkshake where they had their first date at the (laughs) diner and then now they're on the pier like i don't know i mean i guess they do have like that one server kind of walking through looking like she's like getting ready to close up Mm -hmm. so maybe that's what they're trying to imply with that yeah but anyway ryan comes in Mm -hmm. to go sit with seth (laughs) (laughs) so they meet sad lonely boys together yeah (laughs) but then yeah like then they end up like walking on the pier yeah. And everyone. Oh, they're all, everyone's there. There's so many is, couples. Is coupled off and they oh all have God. a single rose. Right. What the <laughs> hell, man? Did Sandy Cohen walk along the boardwalk like, handing out roses to everybody? <laughs> but it's clearly like how in some of the bars here, like there's that one random guy that walks around trying to sell roses. Clearly that like some guy's walking down the pier I mean, being like. I suppose that makes sense. But still. <laughs> But I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, basically just, yeah, Seth and Ryan walking on the pier, talking about Valentine's Day being terrible and 
Maybe one day they'll have something like all of these random couples on the pier with a rose. Yeah. <laughs> but then Ryan's just like, no. Yeah. Ryan's like, I highly doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> so depressing. You guys are 16. You shouldn't be so jaded yet. Yeah, there's time to get jaded. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which seems like a perfect segue into Ooh. the most mature relationship. And by mature, I mean old, not. Yeah. not rational and well-reasoned and yeah so kirsten has put the roses in the garbage disposal yep sandy goes up to meet her in their bedroom Mm -hmm. and is trying to explain that he didn't want to involve kirsten because then technically she would be an accessory right and she's just like she's like bull no shit like you like marriage first like Right. Which is also true because, like, that would fall under that whole marriage right. thing where, like, you can't testify against your, like, blah, blah, against yeah. your husband so... kind of thing. And he's just like, it's complicated. Ugh. And she's like, I showed up at your office and she was there. And he's like, uh-huh. oops. Yep. And he's like, there's nothing going on between them. And that, like, almost made it worse because he said that. Yeah. Had he not said that. Right. She may not have thought that. But usually if somebody's messing around and they're like, oh, I'm not messing around. This is the thing. It's like the fact that he didn't tell her mm-hmm. is actually what's bad about it. Yeah. Like if he had just straight up been like, actually, Rebecca's alive and it's possible we can clear her for this, whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to help. Fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you hid this this whole time. <sighs> so bad. Yep. So then we cut to Sandy pulling up at some random inn. <laughs> yeah, he's finding somewhere else for Rebecca to stay. So yeah. that she's not like in his office. And Yeah. And Rebecca's all like, oh, Kirsten must be furious. And then gives him a Valentine's Day gift. Which is the movie like, from their first date. Right. Now, if she disappeared 22 years ago realistically they'd been together for at least a couple years before that so like 20 some odd years later she Mm -hmm. still perfectly remembers their first date and exactly what happened and the movie they watched Mm yeah i got problems i got problems yep and sandy is basically like you know i don't think that uh I'm the best choice to be your lawyer. Like yeah. this is getting too complicated. Absolutely. Just messing with things. And he says something about how he always thinks he and Kirsten are bulletproof, but he doesn't want to test that theory. Oh, which was just like Oh, right. A punch to the face. They are supposed to be bulletproof. I know. I know. And so he's like, Yeah, I'll find you like the best lawyer you're gonna get through this, blah blah blah. Rebecca's like, oh, I wish you were getting me through it. Honestly, get out. Yep. I'm done with you. So over it. So So they end up in... Sandy ends up at home. Kirsten's in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's... More questions. Uh, She's like, so the credit card company uh, called to verify that you were getting a room at the blah blah whatever inn. This is like... So before a lot of, like, all the identity theft stuff. Like, there's no way that that would happen. 
especially for something as like innocuous as a stay in in an inn yeah which is something they could feasibly do in their like city slash neighborhood right like that only happens when you're traveling and like so say for us like if we're in new york then it's all like you know you get the little thing being like um are you in new york right now and even now it's not even like that i've gone to europe yeah you know it's like oh are you actually in europe yes yes i am this is me yeah (laughs) <laughs> but if I was doing it in my like, it just it's so weird. Especially because also these people have a ton of money. The inn could not have cost that much. Yeah, even the fact so that surely it was like... that's not a cost that would flag a credit card company. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, clearly we needed this so that they could have this conversation about the fact that Sandy's like, oh, I want to get her out of my office. Yeah, and like I'm not going to be her lawyer, so yeah. they like immediately like make up. They're going to try and, you know, find somewhere to have dinner for Valentine's Day. The Arches, because it's the only restaurant in Orange County. And, of course, obviously, despite the fact of being the only restaurant, they'll clearly have a reservation. <laughs> right? For Valentine's On Valentine's Day. Day yeah. Booking the day before. Yeah. The day before? That night? I don't even know at this point. Yeah, time-wise... Um... No, it's the day before. Yes. Because yeah. Yeah. of what happens next. Yeah. Which is Sandy and Max sitting on the pier by the water, drinking a coffee. Well, Sandy is. Yeah. And Sandy feeling bad about not taking the case, basically. And Max also, like, super guilting him, being like, your family. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, oh, yeah, all the times that, like, blah, 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 you kept me up with... Hmm. That was 20-something you know, years ago. Questions, and I thought you were prepping me to be, like, your father-in-law. And I'm like, dude, don't do this. Yeah. And again, <laughs> decades ago. Right. If it had been five years, fine. This was decades. <sighs> but then they have a conversation about how Max is drinking green tea now. So mm-hmm. Sandy's like, you know what? I'll go get you some green tea. Yep. And, of course, when he comes back with that tea... Mm-hmm. Max is dead. Also, Sandy's like, they didn't have green tea, but I got you jasmine, and I'm pretty sure she jasmine is green, green tea. tea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't realized it, that we've worked in cafes and have had a focus on coffee and tea for decades for ourselves as well. <laughs> jasmine green tea, but it's still a green, green tea. tea. <laughs> Either way, unfortunate turn of events, Max is dead. Yes. <laughs> Cut to them on the beach. Well, them. Sandy and Rebecca on yeah. the beach in the morning. <sighs> Which, like, I can almost forgive him for this part because yeah. Max just died. Yeah. You know, she's obviously upset. They hold hands. He gives her a hug, you know, yeah. like comforting her because she's crying, obviously, because yeah. her dad just died. And also, like, she hadn't seen him in 22 years, so mm-hmm. that's rough. <sighs> Yep. And then he comes home. Yeah. He's talking to Sandy or Kirsten. Yeah. Saying how like you like Max had a stroke, but like Yeah, yeah. they're like they said it was a stroke. Duh, it was a stroke. Wasn't that the whole situation? Yeah, because he had already had like two up at this point. Right. Anyway. But it's okay, we have Valentine's Day dinner, it's fine. (sighs) Yeah. He like apologizes for not calling until late and then not coming home until the morning and Kirsten's so good about it 
Yeah. She's like, that's okay. He's, she even says, like, we don't even have to go out for dinner. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, I still want to go out for dinner. He's like, I'm just going to go take a power nap. You go get ready. We'll go out for dinner. Yeah. <sighs> so then while Sandy's getting ready, stupid Rebecca calls. No, oh, and she's so annoying, too, because he answers. She's like, oh, I thought you'd get your voice. I'd get your voicemail. No, you didn't. No. <sighs> Especially because right afterwards, she's like, I didn't want to call. I didn't want to leave without saying goodbye. And I'm like, okay, but if you didn't want to leave without saying goodbye and you thought you were going to get his voicemail, isn't that still kind of like leaving without saying goodbye if you were just going to leave a message on his phone? (laughs) Yes. But also, like, just leave without saying goodbye. Stop being the worst human being. Yeah. And then she wants to see him before she goes. Yeah, and like... Kirsten's just like, you know, I'm not going to stop you. Like, you Which, Sandy, there is a correct course of action here. Yes. And it is not to say, <laughs> I'll be right back. Yep. Because, like, it cuts to Kirsten's face as he leaves. Ugh. And it's just like, oh. It is terrible. Yep. It's bad. Yep. Ugh. And then you just have Kirsten canceling the reservation. Mm-hmm. Well, Sandy is at the inn, talking to Rebecca, saying goodbye. And she's being such a bitch. I hate her so much. Yep. He's like, I'm going to miss you all over again. I'm like, oh my god, get over it. It's been 22 years. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yep. Like, if it was that bad, you shouldn't have ended up with anyone else. You should have still been pining for her alone. Right. I mean, to be fair, she was. Um, Okay, fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But they do end up kissing. Kissing. And, like, she's definitely, like, going in for it. And he at least kind of just, like, has a little one, like, steps out. But still. But still. Should not have happened at all. No, it should not have. And then he tells her she should stay. Yep. And then... Ooh. Yeah. So you've got Kirsten sitting by herself, looking very sad. Mm -hmm. And Sandy comes back. Yep. And make eye contact. Yep. And Kirsten gets up. And she shuts the door on him. Yep. Which, fair play. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Yep. And Sandy's like, got that look on his face. Like, yeah, I... I done fucked up. Yep. <laughs> and that's that for that mm-hmm. episode. Man. I mean, it's nice at least that the episode ends with the Marissa Alex kiss and not on that horrible Kirsten oh, Sandy yeah. note. Oh, that would have been awful. But right because yeah that's what happens like kirsten closes the door then we get seth and ryan on the pier yeah <laughs> kind of being emo but then like yeah. ends with marissa and alex kissing so there's kind of yeah. like a hint of like valentine's day being saved <laughs> yes at least some someone gets to be remotely happy here which i suppose this is why it's called the lonely hearts club is because nobody actually ends up with anybody except marissa and alex mm-hmm. yep 
Well, I mean, I guess technically Zach and Summer, but, you know. <laughs> but you can kind of tell that both of them know that, like... Yes, especially because, like, there's certain points where Summer's face throughout this whole entire situation, anytime there's, like, a weird dynamic... Yeah. ...that's basically making her choose between Zach and Seth. Mm-hmm. She doesn't love that she's just, like, not getting to pick Seth. Yeah. I mean, they did almost kiss in the last episode, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So I feel like we agree that Rebecca's the most annoying. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So I feel like she the last nice. episode, it was Sandy was the most annoying yes. with, like, dashes of Rebecca. Agreed. And then here, it's, like, Rebecca with dashes of Sandy. Agreed. But primarily Rebecca, because because of the way she's constantly trying to weasel her way back into Sandy's life in such a way that like she does not give a shit about Kirsten. Oh yeah, just completely disregards yeah. the fact that he is married and has a family. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the most Callie moment I had just when they were driving to San Diego because there was kind of like the shots of just like Oh yeah, that's good. The stuff on there and everything out there. I mean, I guess yeah. I had the moment on the beach um, with Rebecca and Sandy because it's like with the sun rising and the sky's all like oh, this like yes, pale and pink and you like, get that like the lighthouse the light yeah the light yeah the little yeah that's true that's a really good one yeah yeah also it just looked so pretty I was like can I be on that beach right oh, now right <laughs> looks so nice <sighs> uh, did you have a favorite Sethism I had actually a hard time choosing because he had a lot of really good ones. Whereas I ended up didn't having nothing, so please share. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, so I, I'm going to go with three of them. Okay. I'm going to save my actual winner for last. <laughs> um, but right at the beginning when he's talking to Ryan about the nose graze, oh, yeah. he says, it was the most sexually charged nose graze in the history of nose grazes. <laughs> it's essentially nose humping is what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is when Ryan like gives him a look like, dude, are you... <laughs> serious right now are these words coming out of your mouth um and then he has another where when they're talking about the adjoining rooms and summer is like what's wrong and he's like i'm just having an allergic reaction to the universe so <laughs> my favorite one was when he's going on his little crazy rant in the meeting yeah and he's talking about the passion he says real passion not the kind of passion you buy for a dollar 99 at the grocery store with a can of soup oh my god (laughs) which summer does end up responding with what does that even mean (laughs) but it was just another one of those like weirdly specific sethisms that have zero frame of reference (laughs) but are hilarious yeah that's good like that like the one he said in a few episodes back about the the thermos of Kool-Aid oh, yeah. in the desert. Like, what? <laughs> Where does this come from? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my winner. Uh, for the song of, of the episode, I had, like, the, so there's a song at the end when the guys are on the yeah. pier and then Marissa and Alex are on the beach. Uh, and it's Eve, the apple of my eye, times Bell X1? Bell 11? I don't know what it was. Sure. Something. Bell X1 is the best i can come up with for yeah. how that's supposed to <laughs> be said if it was if it wasn't the number one i would think it was yeah 
like 11 it's like because it's not all room like roman numerals or anything right so, but yeah. it's actually a number one yeah not a roman numeral so <laughs> unclear if anyone has heard of this yeah. group band thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> let us know but yeah that was like the only one that was really noticeable mm-hmm. um and yeah the only kind of like new person that was introduced who is just a one-off Oh, yeah. um, was TJ Fine, who was Hodges on Bones for like mm. 12 years. Yeah. Um, but he was also just on like a million things he was on. Well, so he was in an episode of Friends, which I didn't realize until I was watching. It's the one where uh, Phoebe is having her brother's babies. <laughs> <laughs> which is just a hilarious sentence anyway. <laughs> it's when she's giving birth to the triplets. He's mm-hmm. like the doctor that they try and get to replace the weird doctor who <laughs> really likes Fonzie. So again, he's in it for like two seconds, yeah. but I was like, "Oh my god, it's him!" Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like he was on. And he's a baby in that because oh, it's yeah. even earlier than this. Yeah, that was like '90s for sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like he was on Angel, at CSI, Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, most recently, I saw him on an episode of SVU, which oh. must have been like maybe last season or like this most recent season. Um maybe one before and he was playing a very very bad psychologist oh yep oh so weird to see him like that because he's just so wonderful on yeah. bones well it's, it's one of those things too where like because i see him in reckon like that's how law and order works right like you see the person that you recognize right. and you're like oh you're gonna have something to do with something right but it goes like deep into the episode and it really seems like it's a he he said she said thing and like he's being accused of stuff and it wasn't him but then like it was so him and she was not the only person and he was like super you know like psychologist psychiatrist manipulating blah blah so terrible yep but yeah either way it was exciting to see him it was i was (laughs) like aww (laughs) so especially too because he is like he looks like a baby in this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how are you old enough to be an executive in this particular scenario? <laughs> anyway. I just really want was... to watch Bones again. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Alex and Marissa, definitely together. Yep. Everyone else? So now obviously we're going to go for the reveal to everyone else of this happening. Yeah, that's going to... I imagine that happens next episode, right? I would think so. I can't imagine they keep it a secret for a whole episode. I wouldn't think so. No. Right? Yeah, I don't think anyway, so. Anyway, we all we all know Seth's going to lose his mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Summer and Zach may or may not be doing things. Yeah, unclear what's happening there. Yeah. Ryan and, and Lindsay are still in a weird place yep sandy and kirsten are in a bad place bad bad place bad it's bad and again i don't really remember like how all this plays out neither do i and especially because it doesn't seem like rebecca's going anywhere anytime soon yeah like i think they have to hang around for a bit surely they have to resolve that whole thing with her case yeah or like i don't know eventually she has to leave Yeah, I, I, I totally have, like, compl- I, yeah. I just do not remember how this ends at all. I haven't, I don't remember at all how this one plays out. Yeah. Well, 
If anyone knows, don't tell us. <laughs> no. It's been fun going through this and not not quite remembering what happens. Yeah. Or yeah. like just kind of having those points where like we know that we have to get there, but like how do we get there? Yep. Or like I like I like to having those moments where something will happen and I'm like, oh now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> a little a little memory jog. Yeah, but right now, up until like the last couple things in the season, I do not know what happens. No. There's so right? many like tertiary characters that like clearly leave, but I don't know. Well, we'll be... I don't even know what the next episode is called. It's just going to be next a whole... Next episode is called The Father Knows Best, which tells us approximately nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, so we'll, be, we'll see. Yeah, we'll be back next week, and we'll find out just what that means. I'm assuming yes, it has something will. to do with Caleb being a jerk. <laughs> Probably. I'm going to assume <laughs> Caleb is involved in some way. And probably not in a good way. Uh, and maybe, like, Sandy thinking he's doing the right things, and he is not. That also seems highly likely. Right, yeah. Since he's not been great in the decision-making department lately. So bad. Yeah. Uh, but until then, follow us on social media. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Let's talk about things. Don't forget to listen to our other podcast, Another Book on the Shelf, if you are into the books. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you then. Bye.